Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, just anyone that's out there making it happen and we're with a very special guest today, a lady that I recently met at a mastermind of entrepreneurs. Her name is Christelle Toppertan and she gave me some amazing feedback about my business and journey based on the experiences that she's had working with the likes of Tony Robbins, A Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Dr. John Demartini, which we've had on the show. She's worked with everyone. She's got an amazing story to tell, a lot of um, success tips for you to implement into your business and life as well. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode with Christelle Toppertan. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people that are out there making it happen. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, we recently met in a mastermind, let's call it, of entrepreneurs, and we're all sharing our stories. And uh, Christelle, who we're going to be talking to, gave me some great uh, advice, and I'll share a little bit more about that in the interview. But she's the CEO and founder of the business called... Uh, launch business formula. Um, she's got a, a wide variety of skills that I'm sure she'll share a little bit about in her story, but she's run events and work with, um, including one of my recent guests, Dr. John Demartini. She's worked with Michael Lane, the uh, Managing Director of Success Resources, Tony Robbins, Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street. So we're going to ask her a few questions about that. So uh, let's uh, welcome Christelle to the show. Thank you so much, Craig. Really great to be on here. Beautiful. And I guess I always like to find out a bit more about the story and, um, yeah, just uh, go back to your entrepreneurial journey, anything that you feel that could be valuable to really, you know, help inspire or educate people to live life of passion and purpose. Fantastic. Um, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> uh, I think, you know, probably your entrepreneurial journey is usually a pretty good space to start but you know some people have had you know their adversities in personal life and that too that have there's been some profound takeaways so if you feel that anything there's a, a good uh, add-in feel through to throw it in there fantastic so well you know what I think um there's some of the people you just mentioned before that I've had the honor and, and been blessed to work with have been a massive part of my journey um, I, I actually fell into um, a, a role at um, what was then called Vision Pursuit, that is now Success Resources. And, um, and they kind of said to me, have you ever heard of this person called Tony Robbins? Going, hmm, yeah, I have. He's pretty big, isn't he? Like mm -hmm. at that time, I was quite young. I was, um, I was 22 and I'd never been exposed to any of that content whatsoever. So it was really, really fresh for me. And, um, and they said to me, well, you know what, if you can nail this job, and that was being the marketing manager at Vision Pursuit at the time, you can do anything. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, kind of cocky and 22 and ready to take on the world. And, and um, they were absolutely right. Like that it was a massive, massive job. And, and it was so fantastic because they sent me to all these courses, which then taught me how um, we can like just unleash our potential. You know, like it just, and I got to, you know, a couple of years into the job and went, you know what, I think I can start my own business. I am like fired up and ready to go. Um, Dr. 
uh, John Demartini actually came to Australia first up and was brought into Vision Pursued and we launched him in Australia. We worked with Brian Tracy, um, Anthony Robbins, as you mentioned, even Donald Trump at, at one point. Um, he came and was part of a sales event that we had. Um, was back then, he was like the ultimate businessman who, who was a sales gun. Um, and um, so all of that exposure and all of that education, because I was sent to do everything, because the more you do, the more education you receive, the better you can market it, but also it, it builds your, like the, it's this thing across business and I'm sure everyone's very aware, the more you grow, the more your business will grow. Mm -hmm. And um, I found very, very quickly, um, as I moved out into my own consulting business, um, I was looking after a lot of speakers. They were coming to me and asking me for support and help and um, what was originally marketing consulting, um, very quickly morphed into um, lots of like event promotions, speaker promotions, publishing, um, and then going into automation, which is where Launch Business Automation um, is today. Um, and very, very fast, I was building systems for people because as, um, as some business owners know, and some are just starting to kind of come into that space now, that you can do all the marketing in the world and you can call all the people and you can do all of these things. But if your system in the back end isn't really solid, then you're leaving money on the table. Mm. And no one can afford to do that in this, in this climate. And um, it's actually really exciting. July in July 2020 is our seventh birthday as a business. So it quickly, we, we, um, we learnt a lot of lessons along that way. And I'm sure there's probably some we can share. Um, today too. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I'll, I'll start with um, a question around working with, you know, the Demartinis, the Tony Robbinses, the, you know, the Jordan Belfort's, these people that have achieved a lot. I guess um, one of my things that I always talk to people about is your connections and the doors and the opportunities that can be opened up from being able to work with people of that level. Did that really happen for you? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the things you can learn from being around people that are just so, so smart, you know, that the whole thing of, um, you know, the top five people that you spend the most time with, you add their income up and average it. That's probably what you're earning. So mm -hmm. at that time, I was like, yep, I want to be the dumbest person in the room all the time bring it on bring it on and that's where we met at the mastermind you know some of those minds around the table you're like oh wow like you guys have been doing this for a long time and then some of your stories i'm like oh my gosh it is just so amazing like that and then often if i would help someone or i'd help them on a tour or i'd help them position themselves as a speaker they would then um, be talking to their friends that would then go, hey, well, who did that for you? And then they'd introduce me that way. And so definitely open doors. And I started to work with other promoters as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was Global One Training back in the day that um, is now renamed as well. They all kind of um, shift and change and, and um, evolve. And, um, and then some other smaller promoters as well would reach out for help. And then when speakers stepped out and started to 
um, focus on their own business rather than sharing stages um, with people like Kerwin Ray. Um, and then Kerwin Ray opened the doors to work with John, uh, Jordan Belfort or the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, that was a massive experience and just we did a massive tour and big events off the back end. And um, to have someone like the Wolf, you know, we had 60 minutes chasing after us. The whole bit there was, yeah, interesting. I, I was a very busy girl that year, very, very busy. <laughs> And what about, you know, even, I guess, um, you know, it's a, always a fascinating conversation and all these different uh, personalities also have different uh, egos as well. Is it hard to work with and um, uh, not manage but just, you know, what was, you know, some of the challenges you might have faced through that type of thing? Yeah, um, I would say the wolf is um, he was definitely probably someone you call maybe a little bit of a diva maybe um, <laughs> so that like as i always talk from the heart um but he's um you know he's used to being treated very well and he has a certain lifestyle and he needs to stay in certain types of places and and which is fair enough you know you kind of you, know, you set your your standards up here you want to keep them up here so mm. there were some challenges around that sometimes but always um i think a big part of i was um, always sitting on the operational marketing side. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a lot of um, really amazing event managers and logistics people that would just, if someone needed blue M&Ms, that's what they had. <laughs> um, Tony Robbins had very, very strict requirements and he often travelled with a massive entourage of people, mm. um, right down to his assistant that would heat up his soup to a certain temperature each break, and and he, you know, he has a regime that he follows. And so, um, we very quickly got to know who needed what, when, and how. <laughs> and um, and the good thing is they all would make time to thank all of us at the end of what they're doing as well. So, while we were being accommodating, they were always very grateful. Um, for what was, you know, kind of being pulled together and especially when it's like 5,000 people, that yeah. kind of thing, they're going, yeah, that's amazing. You, you guys did it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you mentioned um, that your business is near seven years um, old or you've been in business in this space for seven years. You mentioned you had a few challenges. I think uh, you 10 to 15 staff type of size business. What are some of the challenges you've faced and lessons learned that, you know, you think could be valuable lessons that people should learn before they actually do it themselves? Yeah. So, you know, and I, th I would say that's probably the best way to learn is actually to do it yourself, but always talk to someone who stepped in those shoes before you. If I look back over the entire time, there's always been someone a few steps ahead of me that's kind of gone, oh, come over here, I'll just show you this little thing. This yeah. is how we did it. This is how they did it. And this is what worked best. And because, you know what, otherwise it costs you a lot of time. Mm. learning all those mistakes um, through making them over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> mm. um, but you know what, I think uh, that learn from someone else, but also um, join, join groups of people, you know, like the one that we're both part of at the moment with, um, with Jack Delosa and his crew, you know, like there are some amazing minds that have, have just, um, they've taken an idea from this, this little tiny seed in their brain to go, wow, and this could be so much bigger. There's so much you can learn by listening to their journey and listening to other people share the information. Um, 
I, I was always a marketer, mm. but I didn't really know how to run an agency and a business. Mm. And so um, that the whole learning from pe other people was a massive, massive part of it. And then the rest I just fell over and learned after. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we are talking, when we did meet um, at, at the Entourage, we were talking and you were just about to relaunch back into the event space again um, to, I don't know if it was to re-run those big events that you've done in the past, um, but we did get hit not too long after with lockdowns and no events allowed. Um, do you want to talk through, A, what you were planning on doing because, you know, you had all the events lined up, you were getting ready to market and go pretty hard with it. And, you know, yeah, talk us through that experience. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a real kind of um, chip on my shoulder for COVID-19, uh, you might say. Um, mm -hmm. We were so excited. It's been something that I've dreamt of, actually, in, for our business for a very long time. Um, so we um, have, every year, um, we go to the States and we, we go to an event called SuccessCon. And um, that brand itself, it's a fantastic event. It's all based around automation, the tools for businesses, particularly sales and marketing automation is that real sexy side of what we do. And so they'd have these kind of festival-like events as anyone who's been to kind of conferences over in the States, they're a lot of fun and they have parties and there's networking and fantastic content, content that's a little bit ahead of Australia often. Um, and so we've built some really strong relationships with a lot of, um, of the people over in the States, particularly in San Diego where the SuccessCon events were. So we decided to license that brand and bring it to Australia this year. Mm. And it so happened that this year was the year that it wasn't meant to be, mm. but we were really going strong. We, it basically, we were bringing that festival feel event to Australia. It was gonna be a 300 person plus event in mm. Sydney over three days, cocktail parties. There was also gonna be an ultimate marketer competition um, that was a literally about to roll out when we got the slam to say no events and we're like oh no we didn't even slow down when they when it was starting we're like no we can do it we keep going let's keep going because what we're trying what we're trying to do which is no one no one in australia has done it in our spaces yet and we're, we're trying to bring all of the automation crms to one place all of the tools that work with those, all of the professionals in all the different areas, so the Keep people, the Infusionsoft people, the Active Campaign people, HubSpot, Zoho, all of those guys, bringing them into one place. So, so there was even a panel of all of them, so people could literally go, well, why should I buy you? Then why should I buy you? Yeah. Um, and the strategy that then comes in around it all, so whether it be event strategy, webinar strategy, we had some multi-speakers that hadn't been on multi-speaker stages in five, six, seven years that, um, were, that were traditionally speaking on success resources stages in previous years. They were all ready to go, sponsors, a whole lot. Everyone was about to press go and start sending us money and then it all gone. Mm. Uh, but it probably will happen again, but I'm uh, not in any rush whatsoever because we lost quite a lot of time and money 
yeah. in that experience and made some fantastic contacts um, yeah. and set up some really great relationships. But um, they don't pay the staff their wages or yeah. um, pay the bills, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was a really, I think people got really excited. There were people traveling over from the States that had to cancel flights. There was yeah, all kinds of stuff that kind of got shut down. But we we're all very inspired by what we we're doing and excited by the fact that we we're bringing this great thing. And the entourage were a platinum sponsor and mm. um, Andrew Morello, this big personality, was ready to do a silent auction for us and MC mm. and it was going to be lots of fun. Yeah. So it was kind of our first move back into big events um, because of my background and I know how to do it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was not like I said, not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean, that's a big lesson there. And sometimes these things do happen and everyone through COVID has got a story to tell, that's for sure. Um, yes. But uh, so we talk automations and just so people can get a bit more of an understanding of what that would look like, what would you typically be doing to help a business with automations? Yeah, so... We'd be looking at all the, like where there's opportunity to get a better return on investment, get more productive or more efficient with what you're doing. So um, most people find automation, whether whatever system they're using, because there are so many systems out there, um, but they, most people are looking at it for their marketing automation to begin with, because yeah. you can imagine when... If you're doing Facebook marketing, for instance, if you send 100 leads to, um, so prospects for your business, to a landing page, and then from there, maybe only 10% of them convert into your sales process or buy something from you, mm. you've got 90 other prospects that are just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And if you think about the life cycle of a client or an ideal life cycle through your business, that's where automation starts to kick in because it can nurture them along in the process and make sure that, like you might say, nurture those 90 along and get 10 more sales out of that. Now, depending on what your price point is, that could mean another $10,000 a month for your business. Mm. You know, there's so much opportunity with that kind of thing. And you might find out that the reason they didn't convert to a product at the start is because they actually are more interested in ABC product. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity there and, and for um, segmenting your audience, which basically just means knowing them better, knowing who they are, what they want, um, how they like to buy, knowing that kind of information, which is where your system can keep little pieces of history about what they're clicking on and what they're buying and what kind of um, images are they responding to in your system means that you can start to personalize your communications and they feel like you're talking directly to them and their needs rather than just that traditional kind of blanket out email and, and mm. just hitting everyone at once. So you can imagine that down on a smaller scale um, mm. for each particular contact can be very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I guess in a marketing sense, would that be what P 
people just to help the audience understand the word marketing funnel where they get taken through a customer journey there is that typically you would be setting up from a marketing point of view like and then automations you know built off different uh, decisions like if they open this email or take this action item they go down this pathway or so on is that that's yeah that's exactly what it is to begin with. We're talking the in the marketing funnel. So how are we sending them there? Are we offering them a lead magnet? So that might be an ebook or a webinar or podcast. Mm. Um, and then they, in return for them getting a lead magnet coming into the funnel, then we're getting their contact details and nurturing them to the next process. And um, then beyond marketing, you then have sales automation and follow up and the sales process and um, and then the, the biggest bit where everybody leaves money on the table is the delivery, the feedback, and the wow. Like, how are you going to wow them? How are they going to become raving fans and come back for more? So if you're looking at that whole life cycle, that ideal life cycle, right through the journey, that's where, um, our, like, some we have clients that um, are massive, massive companies. We're talking, you know, 5 to $10 million a year plus over and over and over again. And then we've got the little guys as well. And the same style of automation on different scale, it just, it's um, absolute gold. Mm. Interesting. And when we did meet, it was quite a divine intervention in a way, really, because the uh, my... Uh, when I was sharing my story, the person that could advise me in that group was the person sitting next to me that we'd never really met before. But ironically, um, you said to me, you should speak to Michael Lane and John Martini." And within 12 hours of that conversation, Michael Lane said, I'm free to do an interview with you next week. So I'd already approached him and I'd approached John Martini. And about five hours after Michael Lane said that, like I didn't follow him up again. It was just like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is quite bizarre but um yeah like some of the things that you said to me like I was launching my story my brand and so on and you know you gave some pretty good advice there if anyone was out there looking to share their story and get their brand out there what are some of say two or three key things you would always advise people to do based on um, your experience working with some of the biggest names in the industry yeah okay so I would say definitely um, look at your social media profiles to begin with. So you already had that pretty much like sewn up. You've, you're, you've got your social media profiles done. But just so so when people Google you, you're, you've got your LinkedIn sorted, you've got your Facebook, you've got your Instagram. If you're a Twitter person, then get that one sorted as well. Um, YouTube is, is definitely a massive one. You know, if you've got some video content or if you've got some courses, you know, start to share a little bit of that online, the, the social media element for sure. Mm. Um, having some kind of landing page. Mm. So 
if you introduce yourself and say, hi, I'm Craig and um, I'm the next biggest speaker um, coming out in the, you know, in this space. Um, and you, you, I know you speak on a lot of different topics, but yours was really focused on your book launch, wasn't it? And then the stuff around it. And having a landing page so people can actually come and exchange their details with mm. you. So you start to build a database of people that you can contact as you start to roll out your events, your courses, your book, and you can start to nurture them along in the process. And when I say nurture, it can be as simple as an email every week. Mm. Uh, some people might go an email a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but a simple little landing page, it's quite easy to build landing pages using WordPress, especially if you're on a tight budget, because some people kicking off can be, you need to be really tight with their money. You can be using MailChimp and WordPress and it's not gonna cost you a cent. Um, you know, so getting that started, if you can go down the avenue of getting it professionally done and having some great um, resources behind you, that would obviously be the next step of, you know, pull in people that know what they're doing. So then when you meet someone, because I think um, the conversation we had, if I remember correctly, I said to you, make sure you get all this stuff sorted before you go and meet Michael, because mm -hmm. he'll then see how serious you are. You were already ahead of the game, though. You were like, yeah, yeah, I've got, I'm pretty much right. I've got all this stuff done. and like, yeah. But it, it's yeah. so, so important to represent yourself really well online yeah. and then start talking to people around you. Hey, yeah. who do you know? Who do you know? How could we do this? Um, I believe we also talked about um, course frameworks yeah. and like getting a membership site up so you can start to share content and start to share what you stand for. And even more so in the current climate with um, COVID-19 around everywhere and they're putting limitations on events again, we mm. need to start um, moving everything online. Mm. And then once, once restrictions open up, if they close up again, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Yeah. We're just prepared for whatever's going to happen, the new way of moving forward. And mm. so anytime someone comes to us with a brand new, um, brand new idea and some brand new, um, I guess, areas of exposure that they're wanting to get, it's like, okay, let's look at where is your content online? Do you need to secure it? Are you giving it to your current clients as well? Mm. Because if you've got clients that are working with you in that area already, um, then they might be going, hey, well, what about me? You know, like this might be for the new people, but we'd love to see this stuff too. And so start thinking about all of those areas. Um, if you have a book coming out, giving away a free chapter mm. to just, you know, kind of whet people's appetite a little bit and, and get mm. them excited about the content coming is a really great way to do it as well. And um, you mentioned when you, you the, the wolf come out to Australia, you had 60 minutes and people approaching you. Generating PR, is that something that just happened because they heard he was coming here or did you proactively go out to chase the, you know, the PR side of it? Yeah, it was... Um, so we did have some PR um, that we were lining up. Um, so basically when he arrived there was a lot of interviews and Fox News and all these different interviews that could be um, lined up. We were working with the Fordhams at that time um, and that and Nick Fordham was his manager and, and um, 
the we didn't chase the 60 minutes one though definitely not it was um there were some people that were very upset with jordan from the past mm. uh, and they when they saw him out on the media and saw what was going on they went and and pulled them into some of our events and we very quickly escorted them out <laughs> uh, but um you know what in the end it's that whole any exposure is good exposure a little bit with that because mm. you know everyone people shouldn't always be um i guess victimized from their past mm. because he does have a lot of great information and he had his straight line selling is second to none like it's a very very good sales system mm. and um you know everyone's got a past and he's upset a lot of people, unfortunately for him. <laughs> yeah. um, but he he taught a lot of great people. And this the 60 minutes thing, I don't think that'll ever go away for him, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, I would always recommend PR if that is within someone's budget, though, because mm. it helped us massively reach just people's homes mm. with all the TV interviews that were happening. And it was, even though that happened, it was still worth it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And at the end of every episode, I always ask a series of what I call rapid fire questions. I don't necessarily have rapid fire answers, but do you have a, a, a book that, or something that somebody should read if they're looking to get ahead in life? It could be business. It could be a personal development book. What, it, do you have a book that you recommend? Um, so one from when I was much younger, I'd say was um, Who Moved My Cheese. Mm. Um, I can't think of the author now, though. Um, yeah, that was a really good one. My parents actually got me to read that as a teenager. Um, and, um, the other one, the other one more as an adult, oh my gosh, the name has just left me. Um, actually, you know what? I'll just stick with who moved my cheese. All right. Um, what about, uh, audible or podcast? Is there something that you are the form of listening in content terms that you really recommend people? I'm not a massive listener, actually, of, of audio. Um, the last one I did listen to, though, was um, the four-hour work week. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was, that's, you know, what that I think most people probably have heard of that and have mm -hmm. read it or listened to it. And um, I would love to listen to it all over again because we can all learn some really cool lessons with that one. Yeah, that, that book there was a book I read around the pool in Bali back in 2008 and it was at the time the internet was really emerging and social media was really emerging and smartphones are really emerging and it was, I guess, a one of those light bulb moment type of books for me back in those days. So I'm a, a big fan. I haven't read it for a long time but... Um, yeah, may have to revisit. What about the best bit of advice? And if you've spent time with the, the list of people that you've spent time with, it could even be from family members or whoever, what would be the best bit of advice you've ever received? You know, I, um, I have a motto that I always live by. It's you can be, do, have and create anything you want in life. Um, I'm a massive believer of um, being in flow and um, manifesting through that. But I, I don't have any formula that I use for that. It's just I, I when you're feeling good, you can tell you're in flow. And um, I don't think there's any limits. So that came from Tony Robbins, that yeah. you do have and create. 
and um, he really, I've done all of his courses and he, um, yeah, he just showed how you can tap into that pipe. There's yeah. a pipe of, of, of everything, energy, money, the whole lot. So that would be a massive one. And on the flip side, is there a worst bit of advice you've ever received? Making quick decisions is a good thing. <laughs> I would say, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've actually never thought about that particular one, but I'm not a fan of moving forward with quick decisions. I've learned in the past that um, rapid decisions is, is not a fantastic thing when you own a business that is supporting other families. Mm, very, very good advice, really. Or well, that's, yeah, I'm a big believer in, you know, I always say to people, and when I teach people to get ahead in life, you know, don't just do what Ray Dalio says, go and speak to three credible people on all key business decisions. So whether I'm investing in property or doing whatever, I just want to bounce my idea off a couple of people that I respect their opinions and, um, you know, make and form my decision then. So that is really good advice. What about the next three to five years for you? You mentioned you were just about to bring a revolutionary event style business. Is that still in the plans for the future? Hopefully, hopefully. I would say probably a couple of years though because we need some um, of our amazing talent from the States to be able to come here. Mm. Um, I don't think we could create the same experience online. Yeah. Um, so it will may, maybe two, three years away. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but we right now we're trying to, like a lot of business owners, get over the COVID stuff um, that we, we, some of our clients, we're supporting them quite heavily to pivot online mm. and, and get them strong because if our clients are strong, will be strong as well. Um, so really focusing on helping our community and our clients and um, becoming really solid no matter what happens. Yeah, good. And what about where do people find you if they're ready to automate their business or um, go to an online event or learn more from you? Where would they find you? You know what? I'm um, always chatting to people on Facebook. So if, if everyone, if you want to look up Christelle Toppertan on Facebook, um, I'm more than happy for you to shoot me a message. We can have a chat and um, we'd set up a bit of a call and see if we can help you. Um, our website, um, you can go and have a look around there. We've got some videos and different things on there. That's just launchbusinessautomation.com. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be able to catch me personally on Facebook straight away. And um, yeah. I'd love to chat to people. I love to kind of expand the community and find out what everyone's doing. So, And uh, from me, I want to just thank you for taking the time to share a bit of your journey and entrepreneurial insights because, you know, you have been able to work with some of the brightest minds in the entrepreneurial space in the world and develop that experience and doing some quite revolutionary things and certainly automations is a really core part of business and making the most of your database. So from me, I want to thank you, Christelle, for jumping on. Thank you so much, Craig. It was 
It was a lot of fun. I loved it. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Christelle Topatan talking about business life, journey, working with all the big entrepreneurs in the world, the movers and shakers, including the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Um, so if you like this episode, please share it with your audience. Uh, give us feedback as it's really important to get these amazing guests on the show. If you haven't got a copy of my book, you've got one shot, head across to craigschultz.com as well at the end of every episode as always say to everyone you've got one shot at life go out there and give it your best shot whatever that is for you my name's craig schultz and i'm the host of the one shot movement podcast